Hi, moms. Welcome back to another episode of the Vibrant Mothers Club podcast. I'm Chandler, your host. Today, we are talking about irritability issues as a mom, as a wife, reasons for it, and what to do about it. Um, First, I want to ask you a small request. If you are enjoying the podcast, if you really are vibing with the Vibrant Mothers Club movement, I would love for you to go over to Apple and leave me a five-star rating and or review. It helps the podcast. It helps other moms find out about the Vibrant Mothers Club movement and hopefully turn them away from the hot mess and toxic mommy culture movement. So anyway, thank you so much. Let's go ahead and dive in. So there is a big difference between getting irritated as a mother and being an irritable mother and or wife. Um, Of course, of course, both are unpleasant and of course sinful, but I think getting irritated doesn't necessarily need to be holistically addressed or fixed. We all get irritated sometimes. Um, I would say the antidote to working on that is learning not to react to it. Because in a way, we can't exactly control a lot of our emotions or feelings, um, but we can certainly control our reactions to them. I don't think it's good when we justify our reactions with our emotions. People say, you know, uh, well, I yelled at my kid because I was so irritated. Well, no, you were irritated and you chose to react by yelling. It's important to make that differentiation. Um, It's a choice even if sometimes it does feel automatic, that can be just a habitual reaction to feeling irritated is yelling at your children, yelling at your husband, or however you tend to react. Okay, so typically, if you find you're generally irritable as a wife, a mother, a woman, I think there's a lot more going on than just getting irritated sometimes and needing to work on your reaction to that. If you are feeling this way very often, constantly even, if you feel like small things irritate you that really shouldn't, or you just feel that tense, irritated feeling a lot, I believe it's worth taking a closer look at the root causes of this. Um, And first, I want to dive into a little bit of scripture. just going to read a few verses. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That is James 1.20. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Romans 6.12. When we are irritated, we often do and say things we wouldn't normally do or say. We yell, we say rude things, um, we let this anger, this irritability overtake us. We are called over and over to have control, self-control, to be sober-minded, to be Christ-like. Um, lastly, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? 
you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Um, I say this because gentleness and self-control are fruits of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. So we we have access to these fruits. Um, that verse says 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Very popular verse. I'm sure you've heard it. Love that verse. Um, if you are dealing with an irritability problem, you have let this sinful feeling overtake you. You have let it control you. And now I am not here to make you feel bad about yourself. Um, we're going to go over four different factors that often contribute to irritability in motherhood. So besides simply working on how you react to things, which I think is important, there are some practical lifestyle factors you can work on to address the issue holistically. So here we go. There's four four things we're going to focus on today. And of course, this isn't an exhaustive list. There could be something completely different um, going on in your life. And I always encourage you to address this, approach it with curiosity um, instead of just feeling bad about yourself, criticizing yourself, all those things. So number one is health. We have to talk about health here because I have learned through my own experience, and I will get into that in a minute, um, that that often hormonal imbalances, um, different things can actually contribute to this, this irritability. Um, so I've talked about this before. I have, or had, I haven't had it retested, um, low TSH is, uh, like a low thyroid issue. Um, and I have learned that something that goes hand in hand with that can be feeling very irritable. And that would very properly describe my postpartum experience. Um, I am 26 weeks pregnant now, and I have been doing some things to help with that. Um, and I don't, I like I said, I haven't been retested, so I don't know if my TSH is better, but I do feel like I'm feeling a lot less irritable because of some of the things that I've addressed. Um, but um, another one is progesterone. Um, I have a friend who was diagnosed with severely low progesterone, and she um, ended up taking a supplement for it, um, or like a, she was prescribed progesterone, like a pill. And she has even told me that her coworkers have come who didn't even know she was taking this have have come out and said like you seem a lot more calm <laughs> you know you seem a lot less irritable so those are two things to look out for your TSH and your progesterone i'm sure there's plenty of other things if you went to like a holistic doctor or a hormone doctor or something like that um off it can be something that that's not simply your personality you know it might actually be or, or, you know, it could be your personality coupled with super low progesterone, super low TSH, and then that is um, exacerbating the problem. So I always recommend going to a doctor, getting some blood work done, but don't 
just go to a conventional doctor because they probably won't run these tests um, unless you ask for them. So anyway, um, another thing on health, let's address the basics, okay? I always like to suggest looking at uh, lifestyle first and then looking to different supplements and things. Um, a lot of us aren't getting the basics right and we're running to supplements or what have you. Um, are you getting enough sleep? If that's not possible for you, um, I swear by working on sleep quality, I used to think, well, what difference is that going to make? You know, six hours of sleep is six hours of sleep or five hours of sleep is five hours of sleep. But it's not true. Um, when we got blackout blinds in our room, my sleep got so much better. And I mean, I, I pulled them down every night, even though um, it's quite dark in our room, but it blocks out the moonlight. Um, and I swear, I sleep so much better. I can get five or six hours and feel really great. Obviously, that's not ideal. I like to get closer to seven, maybe eight sometimes. Um, I also sleep way better on nights that um, I have gone outside during the day. That is really beneficial to your circadian rhythm. Um, try to go out without sunglasses for a little bit and getting that natural light on your eyeballs um, it, and, and even on your skin. It's really beneficial to kind of like telling your body that it's daytime and it just like boosts your circadian rhythm and helps you feel more tired at night and helps you produce that natural melatonin. Um, I also sleep better when I don't eat after dinner and I give my food time to digest. This is kind of a new thing for me. I think I talked about it in my last episode. Um, Dr. Amy Shaw on Instagram, her handle is at fastingmd. And she talks a lot about circadian fasting. Now, I am pretty careful with this considering I'm pregnant. So, like, if, I, if I'm if i quite hungry after dinner, then, of course, I'm going to eat a, a little something. But um, if, if I don't feel like I need to, then I won't because I just feel a lot better. <clears throat> and this just goes along with your body's natural um, circadian clock. We... we our ancestors, you know, we didn't eat after dark. It wasn't normal to do that. Um, I'm learning all about that. It's it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, sleep, outdoor time, exercise. A lot of people swear by. <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of people swear by exercise helping them sleep better at night. Um, your diet, all those things. So okay, number two is it. Do you have a hot mess life? <laughs> Do you have no routine? Is your house a mess? Um, is your life chaotic? I believe, of course, you would be irritable all the time, right? Um, obviously, you can't get your whole life together in one day. Um, I would start with the Be Your Beliefs workbook. I have, it's totally free. It's an online fillable workbook, and I'll leave a link to it below. But it'll help you build a framework of what exactly you want your day-to-day -day life to look like. Um, this has been huge for me. 
when I feel like my days don't have true direction or purpose and I'm just meandering about, piddling, doing whatever comes to mind, you know, wherever the wind blows, I'm a mess and I am irritable. Um, If your life and your days have direction, a plan, a routine, if you lay your head down at night knowing you chipped away at your goals, it's really going to help you feel less irritable. Um, In episode seven, I talk about planning your day and I divide my day into two categories and the categories are things I can do while my baby is awake and things I have to do while she is asleep or napping, things that, you know, I can't do, for example, like recording this podcast. So this has seriously simplified my life and my days because when she's awake, I, you know, we have like a general kind of routine throughout the day. It's nothing like super structured, um, but just like a general flow to the day. Um, but, you, you know, I'll get her up and we'll make breakfast. And and while we're eating breakfast, I'll just look at my planner and look at the things that have a circle around them. And if they have a circle, that means I need to be doing them while she's awake. And it's usually not too many things because I like to be able to play with her and not be so, so stressed about like getting stuff done. I want, you know, if, if laundry's on there, which it often is, I want to like have her help me and, and be able to be interrupted and whatnot. So it's usually just like two to three things and I'm just chipping away at those things maybe running an errand, cooking some, baking something. And I'm just not so stressed about all these things I need to do. It's like, okay, well right now while she's awake, these are the things that I'm going to try and work on doing. Um, and then when she goes down for a nap, I'm looking at the things that are squares. Um, that that's usually two to three things that need to get done, you know, that, um, I can't do while she's awake. And so then I'm working on those things. And it's just like this black and white. It's easy. It's simple. Um, I don't think I put this on here, but but um, another cause of irritability can be um, overbooking, you know, so try. I typically do overbook my days, but what I've done is just accepted the fact that it's probably not all going to get done. Like I very rarely complete my to-do list for the day, um, but I try to get the things that really needed to get done, um, and then just roll over whatever I didn't do onto the next day. So number three is burnout. We're going to talk a lot about this in the future, but I feel like most women say they're burned out when they feel like they really need a break, when they really need time away. Um, and this is kind of tricky because I know a lot of you might not have someone who will happily take your kids for you for a few hours if you really just need immediate relief. Um, What you can do right now is take time off during their nap or downtime if you normally are doing something. So like, you know, normally I have planned a few things that I need to do while my baby's napping. But if I'm feeling really burnt out, I might say, okay, I'm just going to take off this nap and I'm going to, I'm going to do my nails or whatever. Um, or what I've been doing lately 
is um, make like a really simple dinner and like use paper plates and then just like kind of like clock out after um, my baby goes to sleep because a lot of times like I still need to clean the kitchen um, and I will like clean up toys or just like pick up the house but I might just say okay you know what tonight I'm not going to worry I'm, I'm going to clean the kitchen I'm going to make it really easy to do that but I'm not going to worry about the toys in the living room I'm not going to worry about anything I'm going to just go take a hot shower and get in bed and read my book and drink my tea I did that last night and it was amazing um, so that really works well for me I'm not the kind of person at least right now that feels like I need, maybe it's because my baby is so little. Um, I mean, she's like 16 months, but I just don't, I, it doesn't sound like good for me to leave her for like a, a, a night or a weekend. I'm just not quite there yet. I don't know if I ever will be. <laughs> um, but if you are someone who really feels like you need more long-term, um, Try and get a plan going and working towards that. Um, and in the future, um, I recommend building a life that doesn't make you feel burnt out. Um, being really proactive in that area. So like a weekly date night, um, a Bible study. Um, for, for me, we started leaving our baby in the nursery at church and that has been really nice for me. It's it's like a little mini date. My husband and I go sit in church and and you know, I know that she's perfectly happy in the nursery and it's just it's just kind of nice like these little these little breaks here and there. Um that works really well for us. Um and then number 4, I'm like always hesitant to talk about cuz I know it's so controversial, but child training. I know there's like the gentle parenting movement and all different kinds of theories on parenting. And I am not going to sit here and give parenting advice because obviously I only have, you know, one little baby. <laughs> um, but children are inherently a blessing, but we are called to raise them to be a delight and a blessing. So uh, I've told this story before, but my baby was extremely colicky when she was like an infant. And I just resorted to co-sleeping and she was just nursing all night. Um, and it was totally miserable for us because, you know, it was a, a slight improvement because I was getting a little bit more sleep, but like I, I was just miserable because she was right there. You know, you're always just so nervous. I know some moms and, and dads like happily co-sleep and that's so great. Um, for us, it just did not work. It, it was just not good. I didn't like, um, th that's another thing about having time away. Like whenever I feel that way, I'm like, okay, my daughter goes to bed at 7.30 and then she gets up at like 7.30. So I, that's 12 hours, you know, a good chunk of that I'm sleeping, but a lot of that time I'm not. So that's a lot of time away from my child. Um, and maybe that's just where I am right now as like a relatively new mom. But, um, I, 
anyway, um, that was like a side tangent. Um, so co-sleeping really didn't work for us. Really didn't like it. Um, my husband didn't like it. We didn't have any time alone together because it was like, we all were like, okay, well, we're going to bed. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm taking this baby with me, you know? And we, we ended up doing sleep training when she was like five and a half months. We did the taking care of babies program and it seriously changed. It like changed everything for us. Things just exponentially got better. Um, I felt like what, you know, we had a little bit more of a routine because she was sleeping through the night and, um, I still was having to wake up, um, go in there a few times a night to get up and nurse her, but I just didn't mind because I was able to put her down at 7, 7.30 and, and know like this time is pretty much guaranteed. Um, and then, you know, we slowly worked on naps as well. And, and that was huge too during the day. Cause it's, I mean, it's a lot to go from sun up to sundown with a little baby and then having to hold them while they sleep on you. And, you know, I would never portray that as like a burden, but it was just really, really, really hard. <laughs> and, and really, it, it just, I really am the kind of person who just needed, needed, um, an hour or two to myself. And it was, it just seriously changed my life. So, um, not telling you what to do, but, um, remember that we are called to raise our children to be a delight, to be a blessing, even though they are also inherently such. Um, but if, if, the way that I always tell people is, okay, if something isn't working for you, then get curious about what you can do about it. You know, um, for me, it was like every night I was like, this is, I hate this. You know, I, I mean, I love my baby and she's so sweet and I know I'm never going to get this time back and all the things, but but it just wasn't working for us and our lives have improved so much from sleep training. So if something's not working for you, seek another route, another path. And, um, yeah, that definitely helped me become less irritable because I felt like we had a routine and I love, I love having a routine. I'm just one of those people. So anyway, I hope that this helped. I hope that this gives you, if you're dealing with um, just like feeling really irritable all the time or a lot of the time or when you really shouldn't be, you know, if little things are just really getting to you. I hope this gave you some ideas, some things to work on, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week.